It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Welcome to Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. We believe that retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. Well, I'm your host, Jared Sebesta. I'm the co-founder of Retire Repurpose alongside Ben Tages. Thank you so much for joining us today. Whether you found us on the radio, whether you found us online, regardless, head over to iTunes, find our podcast, subscribe, better yet, leave us a quick positive rating and review. If you just take a moment and do that, we would appreciate that so much. Now, this podcast is all about retirement, but it's not about money. It's about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. Few people can just flip the switch from working a career 30, 40, 50 plus years, shutting it off on Retirement Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. If you want more for your life and your retirement, then you have come to the right place. Well, on this episode, we continue our series on retirement happiness. Society tells us that retirement is the time when we can truly live and be happy. But does retirement make good on that promise? And furthermore, what makes us happy in the first place? Well, today we tackle three of life's most important questions. And we're going to start with the question, who am I? The first and most important step into becoming the person you were created to be in retirement is to know and understand your identity. In this podcast, Ben talks about how your identity must shift from your vocation onto something deeper and why you should no longer identify yourself as I'm a retiree. Enjoy this episode. All right, folks, welcome back to the podcast. You're so glad that you are listening here today. We are continuing this series on retirement happiness, and we are going to tackle life's most important questions. This is probably going to be a two-parter. In fact, it is going to be a two-parter, so this is part one of two here today. Again, we are so glad that you are joining us. Just a reminder, if you missed last week's online seminar titled The Top Three Retirement Lies, What They Are, and how to avoid them. Ben Tages and I tackled uh, these top three retirement lies that we have seen in nearly two decades of helping people transition from working into retirement. If you missed it, you really missed out. It was really a, a spectacular online seminar, covered a lot of uh, things that are typically not talked about in the retirement conversation. Had a lot of people sign up, a lot of people engage, already lots of follow-up emails with that. Again, if you missed it, it's okay because we have it recorded and there's ways that you can find it. And the best way to find that is by going to YouTube, search Tatious Financial, Tatious Financial on YouTube. You're going to find our YouTube channel there. And we have a number of playlists, including recent online seminars. So go there, go check it out. Top three retirement lies, what they are and how to avoid them. Ben Tatious joins me on the show. And this was another really fun seminar, a repurposed inspired seminar. Um, some of the things we talked about had fun 
financial spins to them, but it really wasn't about financial. In fact, I don't want to give away uh, the crux and the and the content. But one of the lies was, you know, retirement isn't or should be just a financial conversation, which it shouldn't. No, I think it, it that's a mistake many you know retirement professionals make is focus too much on you know the financial conversation of retirement, and uh, I, I just think it's really important that people understand that um, yeah that's a big part of it, but it is so much bigger than that, Jared, as we've seen. Yeah, having a sound financial plan is vital uh, for retirement. Certainly, we're not saying that that is not the case, but uh, we talked about the money disorder, which you've heard us talk a lot about on the podcast and really about how retirement can't be um, the pinnacle of life, the thing that's going to fix all of our life and make make us truly happy again. That is everything that we cover. That's just a little bit of a taste. So if you missed that seminar, again, go to YouTube, search Tejas Financial, find our playlist, and go check that out. All right, today, Ben, we're continuing our series on retirement happiness. And it's just kind of, I almost laugh a little bit when I say the series. We've been on this series now for uh, about three or four months now, but we've really been talking a lot lately about how you really um, kind of really hone in on this repurpose process. We talked a lot about relationships and we're going to get, I, I don't want to sound like, you know, new agey, but we're going to get more into the relationship, um, you know, maybe with ourselves. So we are titling today's show, um, Life's Most Important Questions. And these are very introspective questions. There's three of them. We're probably going to only cover um, the first one today. But, um, you know, it was pretty interesting as we were preparing for today's show. Uh, we we kind of come together and a little transparency here for people listening. You know, we'll get together and kind of talk about ideas. What do we want to have on on this week's show? And we kind of came to this conclusion that we really needed to talk um, kind of about this particular subject. How would you how would you describe how we kind of came to the to the conclusion to talk about this today? So yeah, Jared, I think we've 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 been walking through this retirement happiness, uh, kind of this biosphere of, of of people in our lives, right? So we started with this extended community, and we moved a little closer to the center. Um, how, how our friend, the friend zone, that was a show. Um, we talked about connecting with children, grandchildren, and then last week, of course, with your spouse, right? I got in a little bit of hot water on that one, uh, so that was fun. My wife goes, "Oh, till death do us part." When I got home, and uh, we had a good chuckle. But I think as we in our in our work, we get closer to the center of, of our relational biosphere and in the center of that circle, mm-hmm. which I think is where it should be, right, is our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And I think that starts with our identity in him, right? And you and I are both kind of thinking through that and like, how do we create a show around this? And then I came in and said, hey, this is kind of where I see the show going. You know, I get these three major life questions people talk about. The first one ties really well with what we're talking about yeah. in, in our identity. Yeah. And as you were contemplating that, um, it was really interesting because I came across uh, a video by Daniel Pink. We brought up some of Daniel Pink's stuff. I, I think he's a great author. He's written a ton of books. He's a fantastic speaker, mostly on leadership, but he wrote a book like, I think it was like 12 or 13 years ago. It's called Drive. And then he did a TED Talk. It's on YouTube and it's like 12 or 13 years old. And I was just kind of skimming through that TED Talk. And he was talking about baby boomers and retirees. And again, this is like 12, 13 years ago. And he said, hey, raise your hand if you consider yourself a baby boomer. And he said like a third of the room raised their hand. He goes, when you turn 60, something starts to happen to you. He said, and they've, they've done research on this. There's, there's three thoughts. This is different from the content of today's show. But he said, there's three thoughts that, that come past somebody when they turn 60. And he said, first of all, they can't believe they're 60. The second one is they realize 60 isn't as old as what they thought it was one time. And then they look back and they say, you know, man, 25 years ago, I was 35. 
you know, and it went really fast. If the next 25 years go as fast as the last 25 did, I need to start doing something about it. And he equated it to basically people were turning 60 every 13 minutes. And he goes, this will continue through 2024. Again, this is back 2010. So obviously the year now is 2023. There's a lot of people that have kind of struggled with some of this, looked in the mirror, turned 60 or 65, and, and kind of now are battling with some of these questions that we're going to talk about in today's episode. Yeah, Jared, in dealing with thousands now of retirees, I know that that's, that's so much how they feel. They feel like, okay, I'm 60, and this is a this used to be what I thought was old. Now, now it looks pretty young, yeah. and, and I've got a lot of time left. So these questions come up to them, and uh, they they begin really to wrestle with that, mm-hmm. and uh, I I think today's show will really help them. I think if you're listening to this show and you've kind of you know struggled maybe with this transition with this period of your life and where you're really kind of like to have a more introspective um, uh, you know a paradigm on things, I think you've come to the right to the right place, and you're not alone. There's there's millions of baby boomers who have kind of jumped this gap over the last decade. So again, I think the time is right to really uh, get in to this and and discuss some of these hard life questions. All right, so let's dive in. Why don't you give us kind of an overview of what these three questions are, and then we can kind of take them one by one. Well, dear, as I'm preparing for this podcast and kind of thinking through, you know, you know, what is the some of those big life questions? I hear this podcast from Chip Ingram, um, Living on the Edge. I love his stuff, and uh, he talked about no matter if you're a pastor or psychologist or uh, it doesn't really matter. But we we tend to see these three big questions, and they can all agree that there's these three questions that we're always looking at um, as human beings. The first one is. Who am I? And that one answers questions about identity, right? The second one is where do I belong, which answers the question about security, right? And the last one is what am I supposed to do and why am I here, which answers questions about significance and purpose. And as he shared in this podcast, it wasn't for retirees. What I tend to do is I look at life through the lens of a retiree, mm-hmm. is what am I learning that can apply to you know our clients and the people that we speak to. And I looked at all three of these, and as a retiree, all three of these come into very much question as you go through that stage of life. Yeah, I definitely think that's a pretty good um, roundup of significant questions that we're all trying to answer. And again, I agree with you. I, I tend to look at uh, content or ideas through the lens of retiree, but this is really um, this is a lifelong journey that probably starts when your kids. Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't remember some of those very earliest memories, right? Like when we're first born. But I I like to have people think back to like their very earliest memories, like things in their life that stood out to them specifically. Those things are forming your identity, how you look at yourself, how you look at the world. And uh, I, I think that's why this process is so important. Yeah. I, again, even the, the, the one the question, where do I belong? Um, man, that's uh if you've raised kids, you can you can see them kind of bobbing and weaving, trying to fit in, and um, it's no doubt we. I'm sure we all have stories about how I tried to fit in with these folks and 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 these these kids over here accepted me. That really, that's really what we're all looking for is acceptance at the end of the day. Yeah, you're looking for security. So you know, when you're in high school, that I mean, I remember the cliques, right? There was that was a big deal. You, you were yeah, about you're yeah. about the same age as me. So there's cliques, groups of people that kind of hang out together, and and then the teachers say, hey, let's break those apart. 
You can't have these little groups. And I think I think the problem with those those groups came when they were you know kind of exclusive to others. That mm-hmm. was the issue. But really, the the group of people itself was not a problem. And I think that's important. So realizing that then when you when you get a little bit older into your your working years, maybe there's clubs that you're in. There's you're part of a work a work group, sure. if you will. And then um, at some point, um, you you find belonging in uh, in your family. And, and you're always looking at where do I belong? Yeah, and I think this is such a it's, a, it's a really unique conversation because at the end of the day, like the very first thing that we try to do in life is like you're just trying to find safety and security, right? But the truth is, is that we're human beings, like we're, you know, we're body, we're, we're mind, we're soul. That's what makes us so significant. And we have this relational side, this conscious side that like wants to fit in, but also wants to have um, significance and also needs to have an identity. And so that's what makes humans like just so complex uh, and beautiful at the same time. And, but as a result of being created this way, we have these massive questions that we have to ponder and they, they continually, I think need answering. It's not something that you're like, Oh, I just got it. And it's just, it's a done deal. It's, it's a continuation and a journey um, that lasts uh, from birth to death. And I think that's just what makes this conversation so interesting. Yeah. And I think you touched on with that significance thing. I think that last question of just, you know, why am I here? And and we're trying to, um, I think in life, always trying to, to create, um, we're designed that way. Um, God was the, the ultimate creator. Yeah. Uh, he worked to uh, create the, the entire universe, right? And, and he, made us who we are so finding out who we are in him is where it all starts i i think you're onto something there as well because i think if you want to become we've 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 used that uh you know verbiage where it's like we're really trying to get you know in a point where we're walking into fullness what we want retirees to really become everything that they were created to be it really begins with looking inward and understanding who we are who god created us to be operating in that space, getting our mind wrapped around that, having the correct identity, you know, all of these things are so connected to really what we're trying to get retirees to kind of walk into and step into. Yeah, I think that's what um, that makes that retirement transition tough, Jared, is, you know, really we're looking at, you know, the who am I piece that gets kind of discombobulated during that time, Mm -hmm. right? Because you probably referred yourself as a, as an engineer, as a teacher, as a, as a mom, as a, whatever that career was for you. And I think that's what makes this, makes this identity piece really hard. What I don't want people to ever answer when they're asked, you know, you know, is who are you? Well, I'm a retiree. Nah, that that's really just meaning that you can't um, or that you're not yeah. uh, working for, for income anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's what all that is. Yeah, that's a great point. So let's now get into really just focusing on this first question. And we're probably going to spend the rest of today's episode just kind of dealing with this first question about identity. Let's talk about that. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. 
You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Well, I think, Jared, it's, it's so important that we learn who we really are because life is hard enough on its own, mm-hmm. right? Life is hard enough. Uh, retirement's hard enough. Our work is hard enough if we aren't being true to who we are. Mm-hmm. Well, a great example of this, Jared, is, you know, this is probably 15 years ago or so. My wife was really getting into running. Um, she was putting serious miles on, and she was really loving, the, you know, just the sport of running. Mm-hmm. And at some point uh, during her, her running, she started to develop really bad knee pain. And we started seeing some specialists, and one of the specialists we saw had had actually run in front of them on a treadmill, and then get off, and we're looking at her shoes and kind of how she how she actually runs. And he's like, "Well, you're running wrong." She's like, "What? I, I, this is how I run. I just right. this is what I do." Right. He's like, "Well, you're doing it wrong. You're you're pronating. You're this. You're that." And what we learned was that her particular stride was causing this knee pain. So he wanted her to change how she ran. Hmm. Now, if you've ever ran before, you know that that in itself is hard. Okay. But if you're trying to run and you're trying to be somebody else while running, you're trying to move that way in a certain way that just compounds. And I think life tends to be that way. So many times we're trying to be somebody who we're not. We're Hmm. trying to be who, you know, our boss wants us to be. We're trying to be who we think we should be. There's so much more work involved in both doing life and doing life, trying to be somebody else, yeah. right? Yeah, that, that, that's that's a really interesting point. I think we can all think of examples where we just tried to be the person that, again, society, maybe our job and career. Uh, so, you know, if 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 you are in a certain career, you have to act and be a certain way, and and we may be really good at that job, but it's just not kind of who we are. This is kind of a funny story. I don't know if we've talked about this, Ben, but you know, I moved to a hobby farm. I think like three years ago, and I remember when I first moved there, I was like, we're gonna we're gonna embrace the country life, and you know the story, like. We every animal we could ask actually buy buy we bought. We went from having a small dog to having basically a petting zoo. You know what I learned about myself? <laughs> You're not. I'm a not a farmer. I'm just not. Like my in laws are farmers. They they love to get out there and do all the farming stuff. And and I I guess I tolerate it. But I mean, after three years, I'm, I said this to my wife recently. I'm like, I'm just not a farmer. I love living out here. I love you know being out here and the ki- the kids have freedom and we've got space. I love it. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not a farmer. And uh, that also reminds me of the book. The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. It's by Bronnie Ware. We've talked about this a number of times where Bronnie Ware is actually, uh, she worked in Australia in what we would call hospice here in America. But she was alongside uh, dozens, probably hundreds and hundreds of people who have uh, passed from life to death. And and she's had multiple, lots of conversations and ultimately wrote a memoir book about it. Again, it's called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. The very first one the very most common regret of the dying was I wish I had lived a life true to myself. And I, again, I think it goes back to this whole identity piece. Yeah, it does, Jared. I think um, so many times we find uh, that retirees did put their identity where it shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I do it too. You know, many times I look at my, you know, I am, you know, an author, I'm a speaker, I'm a financial professional. You know, I look at what I do, um, I'm a coach, whatever. And, and I look at that, and I'm like, that's who I am. No, my true identity mm-hmm. cannot be in those things because those things move, right? I, I was listening to uh, Michael Hyatt talk about this recently, and it was Michael's talking about transitioning his company 
to his daughter and kind of the, the, the next step and, and how he had always had this identity of, of being a person of strictly, it was all achievement for him. It was his, I mean, his work-life balance was so out of whack. Okay. He got this huge check and he took it home and he was so proud. He, he showed his wife, he's like, look at this. This is the greatest bonus ever. And she kind of was like, meh. Like, you know how, how they get the response of, yeah, okay. It, and he expected her to be so excited. But the problem was, is that although it was a ton of money, it wasn't fulfilling even for him because nobody really was excited about it. Because why? Because he was spending all this time just trying to achieve that mm. and very little time with his family. So his work-life balance got so out of whack because, again, he started to find his identity in just achieving more, getting more. And he realized then, well, my identity was was found in the wrong place. Yeah. So how did he go about that? What was kind of the, the way that he kind of fixed that problem? You know, it might surprise you, Jared, but the, the fix was not just to stop working. In fact, the fix was not even to work necessarily less. The, the fix was, and he talked about this very clearly, it was transitioning not from the identity of being, uh, you know, this this business leader into being a family man. That wasn't right either, but the transition had to move from him not being a business leader to his identity, not being a family man, grandpa, but his identity had to get rooted in Christ, right? Who he was created to be. That's where he began to kind of find that that spot mm-hmm. where he felt truly um, alive or full, right? We talk about that all the time. You know, I follow Michael Hyatt and he's a big time high achiever, you know, author and been CEOs of publishing companies. You know, is the achievement, is the, the, the drive to succeed and the drive to build, it doesn't sound like that's, that's, a, that's not a bad thing. It's not a problem. It's just how, how do you, you kind of navigate through that for a, for a guy like Michael and maybe other people who are, who are high achievers? I think that the uber successful or even just you know, any of us that are successful in what we do have to come to the realization that that changes. So if you're moving out, if he's moving out of that, that work, he has to realize, and I think he has clearly, that those things move. You're, you're going to move from different pieces of your career. You're going to be successful. Then you're not successful. You're going to have wins. You're going to have losses. You're going to have all of these things that go well and, and don't. That's not your identity. That's, that's what you're doing for your work. If you're a high achiever and you don't achieve, and you're finding all of your identity in that achievement, right. that is not a place you want to be. So what doesn't move? You know, what what doesn't move? What stays? What is always solid in there? And that needs to be where you find your identity. Yeah. You and I both know mm-hmm. that I, this is easier said than done, that we need to find our identity in Christ, right? Which doesn't move. Mm-hmm. We, we Now, finding out exactly what that means in our life takes some discernment. Mm-hmm. It, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. But we know that first and foremost, we have to, you know, present ourselves as, hey, God, I'm, I'm, I want to be who you want me to be. Sure. And that'll take discernment. You know, I can see how, again, you know, you call me a high achiever or not. I'm wired uh, hot. I've, I've said this before. And I don't mean like like temperature hot. Like I'm, I, I'm a, I, I think fast and I love moving. I love pushing the needle. Um, I could see how if I was, you know, maybe even forced into retire at my age, which I, which I wouldn't, being able to um, just be at peace with who I am that's a that's a that's a scary that's a scary thought and it's no wonder so many people struggle with retirement because all of these pieces are taken away from them there's all this energy you know energy into find you know trying to answer this question who am I they may not actually say that or verbalize that way but unless there is something to have that that peace and rest 
in the soul level of like who am I and just be okay with that. Um, that it's it's no wonder so many people that I've seen even in in, in my nine ten years in this business people that don't retire they want to they don't because of this question and they really don't know how to articulate that. Well, I think you have to realize that that doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you're not working for that same company, just because you're not leading a company, you're not you fill in the blank whatever that transition in, you're still who you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go back to like the Romans twelve, uh, you know, living sacrifices, right? God talks about uh, how how we we number one can't think of ourselves more highly than we ought, but to look at ourselves as a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And, but that doesn't mean you just don't do anything. What right. that means is later on in that passage, verse six, it says. We have different gifts according to the grace given to us, Jared. Every time I sign a book when I'm when I'm when I'm giving one away, uh, you you know the verse. It's always First Peter four ten, mm-hmm. right? We've all been given various uh, things from God, and we're we're supposed to steward those things. Mm-hmm. So stewardship is for somebody that's moving into this retirement uh, transition phase does not look like you need to stop being somebody who achieves. Mm-hmm. You don't have to stop being somebody who makes a difference in your community. That right. makes a difference in the world. In yeah. fact, that. That's just going to look very different yeah. for you in, in this stage. Yeah, this just reinforces how big this question is. We've got about 30 seconds left. Final thoughts on this identity piece. Well, I think when you're, when you're thinking about who you are and, and when people ask you, you know, you, know, you know, what do you do? Don't answer that with I'm a retiree. You know, sometimes we wear that as a badge of honor. I think, I think we should look at this and say, you know, I am a Christ follower. I am, you fill in the blank. You have to figure out who God created you to be, yeah. your skills and talents, and making sure that you're using those both in your work and your retirement. Well, I sure hope you enjoyed this part one conversation on life's most important questions. You know, this whole notion of identity, it's a massive part of the human experience. But what makes this so significant for a retiree is that retirement forces you to answer this question. Your job has given you a place to put your identity, and it's an easy out, but that no longer exists. No matter your age, this question must have an answer, and retirement can be the time when you truly step into your true identity, if you dare. Until next time, I'm Jared Sebesta. Remember, don't retire. Become repurposed. We'll see you then. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Way Showers who will help your journey go a lot easier.